0: Al, good buddy of mine. Hello. We are back. We are back. We're back after that long absence. So long. So long. Like seven days. Wow. So long. That's a number of hours. (laughs) I don't do math, so I don't know.
1: Yeah, I. It's
0: 24 times seven. I know that much. That's all you need to know.
1: Twenty four times seven.
0: It's like a hundred and sixty eight. I
1: don't know. One hundred and sixty eight. Is that
0: right? Yeah, yeah. one hundred and sixty eight hours. Oof. Can you can you believe how that's such a that's such a long time?
1: It's a long time.
0: But we have returned. We're back. We're back. A dinosaur story.
1: Oh my god! Season
0: number. Four.
1: Whoa, that's an old reference.
0: <laughs> Season 4 of Jared and Owl Watch is upon you, fine listeners of this podcast. Uh, of course, if you're tuning in for the first time, uh, as the name suggests, I'm Jared. Joined, as always, by Doc Owl and Lady M. Hello. She is the Owl, I am the Jared. And we watch things. It's true. Uh, we watch We watch anime, and then we watch episode by episode. And we talk about an episode each week. Until we complete his course, or we run into a block where we just need to watch a movie and then the movie just never comes out. We That's happened a lot. 75% of the time, it's happened. <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, we are here with season four of Jared and Now Watch, and we are back with another new series, a series that began airing in 2014 a long time ago
1: yeah i was oh in my second year of my phd nice yeah wow
0: i was in my second year of going back to college yay yay (laughs) so yes uh we are we are discussing shirabako a series that you suggested after i suggested it to you at some point yeah you're like, hey, we should watch this for for jared and i watch and i was like heck yeah let's watch it for jared and i watch um continuing our theme of a predominantly girl cast mm-hmm. as basically all of our series we have watched so far has been like that um and also a show that you are, you've already mentioned that you are not going to be able to keep track of a lot of the names in the series because there are a lot.
1: Yeah, there is absolutely no way.
0: There are just so many characters that just kind of pop in for scenes here and there. And um, you will notice like each time they show up, they will get a name card and like their title of what they do. That's basically going to happen like literally every time they show up because there are so many characters in the show. Yeah. Uh, but predominantly, it does like kind of try and follow the five main characters uh, that is that are introduced at the very beginning of the show. Uh, they are the the predominant protagonists. One of them is the the more singular protagonist of the show than the others, but you will get to see like the what the other four are doing and all their shenanigans they get up to. But uh, most famously, this is the anime about making anime. Yes. So you get a a real good kind of crash course on just, like, what happens in the anime industry? Like, how do things come about? How do they get made? Like, why are things, like, always seem like they're just, like, in a time crunch? Because they are. Mm -hmm. Um, And it just gives you a good, just, like, you know, introduction to, like, you know, production and all that sort of stuff. Because sometimes you just, like, you might go into watching a, a medium or something like that. And you don't really know how it gets made. So this gives you a good just introductory like you know experience of that and just like the different ways of you know how does a original animation come about how do like adaptations come about like in the trials and tribulations that come about with just both of those because there's going to be completely different problems you will find on both sides of that. Mm
1: -hmm. I don't know yet but we'll find out.
0: Yes, I I assume you're correct. Basically, like, the way this, this series is kind of split up is that, like, the first half of the season is about an original animation, and then the second half, they get uh, a an a- a manga adaptation that they get to make.
1: Oh. Ah. So
0: there are, like I said, different problems that will come about with regards to just, you know, what you're making and all that stuff. Um... So yeah, like you said, you don't have much experience with this, or really any, other than I've told you about it and tried to get you to watch it. I watched it back when it first aired, mm-hmm. um, and was very enthralled with it. I uh, thought it was excellent. Uh, I'm pretty sure on the Seasonal Anime checkup podcast, I named it the 2015 Anime of the Year. So those are big shoes to fill. Yeah. Um, and I think it's going to be interesting coming back and watching it because I've I've watched it a few times since, but I haven't watched it recently, mm-hmm. like at least in a couple of years. So I'm curious to see how well you know it holds up and everything. And also, one of the interesting things that is going to be prevalent throughout this series is that you know this was something that you kind of you kind of knew and understood watching it you know five years ago, but like it's kind of become more prominent back or nowadays mm-hmm. is the idea of crunch culture yep and like obviously like japan has a history of this like you know um it is very prevalent in that society so like you know there are definitely moments of of that that come out come up in this show particularly but i feel like it's a little bit more prominent now in our culture of 2019 considering like um specifically with like the the types of media that we we consume yep um like video games anime manga like there's been a lot of Talk coming out in the last year specifically of like, you know, crunch it, specifically like game companies at anime companies, like all this sort of stuff, and just like how just demoralizing, how deadly crunch culture has become in those, in both of those forms of media and in the ways that they affect production and everything. So, um, watching this series in particular and having that in the back of your mind is going to be a very interesting, I would say. I agree. And uh, I mean, we've already like seen in the first two episodes that we watched, uh, like a byproduct of that. So it's mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Um, something else that's notable about this is that it's our first series that we've done on this podcast um, that does not have a dub.
0: Correct. That is a that is a very uh, important thing to bring up. Um, it's it's interesting. I think Shirobako kind of came out in like the right before like the anime boom period of what's currently happening now, like really kicked off into gear. Like 2014, it was still like, you know, it was, it was getting into gear. Like, you know, 2013 is when attack on Titan came out and that really pushed things in a whole different direction than they had been in like the past five years previously. Mm-hmm. Um, so like 2013, 2014, like the wheels were really starting to turn. And I think maybe like 2016 is about when like things really kicked off. And, like, you were seeing so many, like, you know... I think this one about, uh, like, simultaneous dubbing was was really kind of getting off the ground around that time. So, uh despite the fact that this was really critically acclaimed and everything, like, it never got an English dub. Um, It was, you know, it got a home video release, which is still kind of surprising. Not that, like, it didn't deserve it, but still, like, you know, sometimes shows that are really good don't get home video releases and all that sort of stuff. Um so I think like if it had been released like a few years later, it would have gotten a dub,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, which would have been a, probably a difficult dub just with how many characters you have to get the voice and everything and all that. But right. regardless, um, I am kind of curious that like there is a movie coming out next year, and if they if that gets licensed over here, if like the renewed interest in the movie would kickstart them. Or kickstart uh, the uh, the licensors of shirabako to think about doing a dub and do like a re-release of the series, and con and uh in conjunction with it. So, like that might be the the catalyst for getting a dub, but like that just remains to be seen. We don't we can't really tell you the future about that. But but yeah, it is a it was in a weird place. I think that it just barely missed out on the boat of it like being in that same space where like everything was getting dubs
1: and it is a lot harder for me to watch something that is not dubbed um mainly because I'm just like an ultimate multitasker right um so it's it's going to be interesting how we we pull this off (laughs) I will have to like really focus when we watch yeah um that's not to say that the 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 Japanese dub is bad or anything because it's definitely not but just a, a situation that we have that it, we've never run into on this podcast before
0: mm-hmm. and like luckily I think that it's only 24 episodes so like it's not it's not long and like the ways that Salem and Crystal or k were long
1: but then we get to wait for a movie right we do
0: we, get, we do get to wait for a movie again yes that is true <laughs> but uh
1: <laughs> why must we suffer so yeah
0: I think it being kind of like, you know, a little bit shorter and just 24 episodes will make it a little bit easier on you. Yeah. That way you won't have to go through long stretches of it and trying to focus on all that sort of stuff. But yeah, that is a, uh, it's going to be interesting to see at least how we, uh how this gets tackled in that way, because it is, uh, like you said, uh, a new frontier for us in terms of how we approach watching a series. Mm-hmm. But let's dive into this first episode let's that we do watched. Let's so the episode begins. Uh it's back donuts. in high school. There's donuts. Get ready uh, for a lot of get ready for a lot of donuts in this series.
1: Yeah, I love donuts.
0: <laughs> uh, we get our first introduction of the five main characters. Uh Aoi Miyamori. She is the one who's gonna be kind of like the lead protagonist of the series. Uh Eme Yasuhara, Yasahara, Shizuka Sakaki, Misa Toto, and Midori Imai. Uh the last two you're gonna kind of like They're going to kind of not come around until a little bit later in the series, maybe like midway through this first half. They'll start to pop back up. Uh, We've already seen the first three come back up, so uh, they will be obviously prominent. Um, Aoi and Emma both work together, so obviously that's going to.
1: Are they the younger two? no okay because some of them some were left behind
0: the younger two are the ones that will be left behind a little bit in the series as well okay because uh, i think well, we'll get to that later okay when we, when we eventually find them but uh uh so yeah they 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 have an animation club in high school they work on creating their own little animated feature to show at their uh culture festival um it involves basically everyone kind of doing a little bit of everything so you know um, key animation, uh, voiceovers, uh, coloring, line art, all that sort of stuff. Basically mm-hmm. everything that is involved in the production, they all kind of had to do a little bit of everything. Um, eventually they, they show it off at the culture festival, and then it basically it's fast forwards to them graduating. Uh, three of them graduate, the other two are underclassmen, so they have to stay behind and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it does, like, there's a really good uh, thing that this. I think the series does um, when it when it does, like, its trans, trans, transition from the high school years to the present, where, like, you see them, like, graduating and all, like, just, the hope is in their eyes, and then it just does a, a super jump cut to Aoi in, like, her car just looking just completely just done. Yep. <laughs> like, I think that is so brilliantly done. I agree. So, it basically fast-forwards two and a half years later. Uh, Aoi is a production assistant at Musashino Animation. Um, Emma is a key animator. She's basically just getting her start. Uh, Shizuka is a struggling voice actress and then we'll meet the other two a little bit later on and see what they're up to. But uh, basically after you get the high school start, you see Aoi like, just sitting in her car, just waiting for a green light. Another person she knows in the industry from a different uh, production company shows up and they just start drifting around Japan
1: yeah i was like she is a terrible driver oh my god i mean actually she's a really good driver to pull all that stuff off but i would never get in a car with her
0: look if you're not in control you're out of control
1: oh my god
0: when, I are, we did, gonna, when are we gonna watch I, tokyo drift
1: i mean that was one thing i was to say is that i did text you and i was like wasn't there like a fast and the furious
0: that Little Bow Wow's in it, or I should say Bow Wow. He has a car that is that is made up to look like the Hulk.
1: Excuse me, what?
0: The Incredible Hulk.
1: Excuse me, what?
0: Yeah, it's real good. Tokyo Drift, the best Fast and Furious movie.
1: We'll do a spin-off of this That is just Jared one episode. Jared and I watch all the
0: Final Fantasy, all, all, the Final all, Fantasy <laughs> all the Fast and Furious movies.
1: No, I was going to say just Tokyo Drift, but...
0: Dude, let's do it. Let's do it.
1: Oh my god. <laughs>
0: That classic uh, movie from what two thousand four? Oh my 2005? god!
1: I was in high school.
0: Cinematic excellence!
1: Oh my god!
0: Ah, uh, but yeah, you see a lot of drifting around uh, Japan as the uh, the opening credits go, and they they play the opening theme to the the anime they are they are making, which is mm-hmm. called Exodus. Um. So yeah, you get like a nice little homage to like Initial D in that in that very opening bit. Uh, afterwards, Aoi visits, uh, Misato Segawa. She is the animation supervisor for the, the series' fourth episode, and she's coming to get, uh, some of the animation that she had to check over. Uh, she goes back to the studio, and the rest of the, uh, the, the staff and crew are in, like, a meeting room waiting to watch the premiere of the series. They're all very nervous and excited and all that sort of stuff, because, they gotta make sure sh- it's. I think it's the one thing where we're like, oh, all of our hard work and everything is out there now. Mm-hmm. Like, oh God, what does everyone think? What are, what's gonna happen?
1: That's always terrifying.
0: So this scene, you could be basically like a big introduction to like a larger portion of the company itself. So like a bunch of the production assistants are there, um, the director of the series and some of like his uh, sub directors and all that sort of stuff is there. Um, one thing to note about this series in general is that if you see a character in it most likely it is a parody of someone like legitimately in the industry. Really? Yes. Uh, so the director that, uh, we have come to see in the first two episodes, he's going to be throughout the rest of the series it, throughout. Uh, in this, he is named uh, Seichi Kinoshita. He is basically based off of Seiji Mizushima, who is the director of a couple of, or not a couple, but a lot of notable animes, including Mobile uh, Suit Gundam 00, and also Full Metal Alchemist and Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, in the opening shot, the uh, the other person that was that is drifting with Aoi... Uh, is driving a car from GI Staff, which is a uh, supposedly a mix of production IG and JC Staff. Uh, and you're gonna see like a lot of different, just like parody names of like animes, of production companies, of people in general. Um, I think there is like an actual like list of like here is everyone that has been parodied and who their counterpart is. But I'd have to like look that up, and I couldn't find that before we started recording. But regardless, like yeah pretty much everyone you're going to see in the show outside of like the five main girls are based off of someone
1: interesting
0: yeah um so like in a way it's it's like almost like it's a love letter to anime production um so they they everyone gets together to watch the the premiere of exodus they all sit through it uh the the they look on, like, the social media and stuff to see, like, what people thought, and everyone's like, hey, everyone seems to be reacting positively, it's, it's, alright, that seems good, everything seems to be going okay. Big sigh of relief, alright, now we gotta get to work on the next episodes, oh god. <laughs> this means it's real. Uh, later on, they, uh, they're about to preview the third episode when the, when another production assistant, uh, Taro Takanashi, uh, basically... Is like freaking out the entire time, and then he has to come out and say like, "Uh, so the person who was doing the the, the key frames for this episode kind of bailed on me, and I haven't been able to find anyone else. I don't know what to do." So they have to like rush to find someone else to do it. Um, eventually they turn to Segawa, who uh has is the animation director or supervisor for the fourth episode. They're like, "We can you do these these frames for us for the third episode? Like, we need him like in a." couple of days oh god uh... <laughs> ah. uh she reluctantly takes the job because uh, the the animation supervisor for or the third episode is a fellow by the name of Ryosuke Endo and those two have like this rivalry with each other and like kind of butt heads a lot so like he's kind of a a little bit of a stickler to get them to work together
1: is that the weird w- dude with the mohawk, or is that a different dude? Because the mohawk
0: dude is the production assistant who messed okay. up.
1: Okay, yeah, he messed up
0: bad. Yes. Um, so basically, they have to get that all together to get like um, to get it all ready for dubbing and all that sort of stuff. Um, so Aoi has to kind of go around and do all that because they basically take Taro like off of everything. Mm-hmm. Like, nope, you're not. You're you're done. <laughs> you goofed. <laughs> We're gonna give this to Aoi. Um so she has to go around and do that, and then the episode ends as they go to Segola's house and find that she is just passed out in the middle of her floor.
1: Which I I text you is like, oh god, it's the first episode and somebody's already dead. <laughs> Someone's
0: dead. dead. Nope. <laughs> that is uh that's not how it is, but it <laughs> is uh yeah. It's our first introduction to crunch culture. Yay! Yay. Ugh. Um, but yeah, that's the first episode in a nutshell. Gives you a good just introduction to what's what we're gonna be go- going through throughout the, the rest of the series. Some anime. Some anime, some some struggles and tribulations of production.
1: Having a bad mohawk.
0: Having a bad mohawk. Um So like, like like we said, this was your first experience with the series. Uh was there anything that like surprised you or you took away from this so far? I mean, this obviously when we only watched Two episodes of it so far, but is anything just like kind of I don't know caught it, grabbed you in any way or just been like oh this is interesting?
1: I mean, um, it's kind of a weird thing to be like wow this is cool, but um, it is the first series that we've watched it as adults.
0: Correct, yeah, like basically is- everyone in here is an adult.
1: Which is exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, like, that's that's pretty cool. They're, like, younger adults, but they're adults. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's pretty cool. Um, like you said, the whole crunch thing is a little bit terrifying to me. And so, like, seeing it play out in animation is like, oh, hey, this is normal. I'm like, ooh, this is upsetting. Um, but overall, like, I'm interested to see where it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, I I love their dedication to donuts.
0: There's going to be a lot more.
1: Good, because donuts are amazing, and I love that. Like, that's basically the only thing that the main girl thinks about other than anime is donuts. It's like yeah. Gotta have your vices. I mean, I can relate, man. I I think about donuts a lot too. Yeah. And just sweets in general.
0: So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna as we go through this entire series, we're gonna see like how all five girls manage to find their way into the industry after you know their dreams and the the animation club they had in high school and how that all works out for them. Sometimes it's gonna go well. Sometimes it's gonna go really bad. Yeah. So it's, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a wild ride to see how everyone how everyone does. Um, but yeah, that's that's gonna do it for this first episode. Our season we have premiere started. Episode. We have started. We have begun. Uh, so, next time we will be discussing uh, episode number two entitled Artopene is Here. But if you'd like more from us, go to seasonalammycheckup.com or SAC.coolis, where you can find past episodes of this podcast and other podcasts like Seasonalammy Checkup and Seasonal Anime Checkup OVA. <laughs> <laughs> you can also find columns and reviews on the side as well. If you'd like more from Andladium, go to AnLadium.com. She's got columns and reviews. And if you want to follow us on Twitter, Twitter.com slash Anime Checkup. So next time, we will be discussing episode two. Yay!